1: I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and business women, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to bringing today's guest in. Christopher Alvarez is the mental health coach and writer for Blue Grease Lifestyle. She has been working with amazing people for the past three years. I want to give you a little bit of Christopher's why. Going on her mental health struggles made her a believer of coaching. She set out on a journey to be that person for others. In a few years, she's helped many regain their inner strength and vitality and set goals. Through one-on-one coaching sessions, her online course, and written content, Clisfer has been fortunate to connect with unbelievable people. Her work has been featured in Good Housekeeping Magazine, WebMD, Meerkat Motivator, Gladversity, and many, many more places. And now she's being featured here on Word of Mom Radio, so woo-woo for us. Clister, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, it's a pleasure to be here and honor. Thank you so much. Wow, it's it's such a pleasure. Oh, it's my Um, pleasure, and I would love—I would love for you to share your journey and how it was your struggles that led you to what you do now. Oh wow, it was a journey that was. uh, I was diagnosed at sixteen,
2: so think you know, a teenager. Just in the peak of, you know, teenagehood, I guess. Uh, I was diagnosed and early, I guess I was, I think, fresh. uh, I was going into like freshman year, close to that. And I was not doing good in school. And I remember like when the first, first episode that I had, I was not sleeping. So that's how it began not sleeping. My mom, she worked in a factory. I I lived in New Jersey. So close, you know, I think you're from New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so close by. And she worked in a factory and we shared a room. You know, I'm the youngest of five. So we shared a room, you know, in a tight apartment. And we ended up, she was just basically telling me, you know, go to sleep, go to sleep, because I have to work tomorrow. And I'm just I was just tossing and turning, tossing and turning. I couldn't go to sleep. And it was obviously affecting her because she had to get up the next day. So eventually I got up in the middle of the night, my 16-year-old self, and I just left the house. She, like, after she goes off, I left the house and I walked myself to a hospital because I was feeling like I just couldn't breathe. Like I just felt like I was just like, you know, and at the time, I didn't know what this was. I just felt, because I have asthma, so I'm like, okay, could this be asthma? You know, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I walked myself to the hospital. When I got there, it was just, they're like, okay, what's going on? And obviously, they called my my mom, and, you know, like, when she got there, she signed the papers and everything, and they treated me for asthma. What I didn't know was this was an anxiety attack manifesting. They treated me for asthma. And I don't know if you ever heard of this medication called prednisone. Yes. It actually does not help when you're having that kind of, you know, so it caused me to become psychotic. Wow. Or I don't know if the medication caused me to become psychotic or it was just that it was just, starting to happen you know and I mean I get chills thinking about it because after that it was just like downhill I started to see things that were just I mean scary I mean and I don't know like how your your censorship is here but it's like I started to see things graphic things and it was just I would ask my mom and she would tell me she was like that's not happening and it was in my mind. It was just like reality was just here, and I was here. Um, I had a very such situ- uh, hard situation too, where I was in a bu- in in that same building, and I was alone. And the reason I remember be- being with people was because thankfully I called someone that day. And I mean, it's just it gives me it gives me chills thinking about it too because I remember being psychotic being alone and in a building thinking to myself that i was for some reason wanting to jump off a building so think things like that was why my mom decided she was like okay we have to put this girl on medication and you know that day i called my ex-boyfriend at the time he called my mom and she rushed over and said okay we have to do something so when they took me to the to see a doctor and they they uh, referred me to a psychiatrist because they were like, okay, there's something up, they gave me that diagnosis. Okay, she has bipolar disorder. So uh, she said, okay, we have to put her on medication because she didn't think of, like, for example, my, my son has ADHD. I didn't think to put him on medication right away. I thought maybe I should do the therapy first and... But at that time, my symptoms were so severe
1: that she just she couldn't, you know, now, and she, I understand the right thing. You know, I mean, let's face it, yeah. that is a, that's a major chemical imbalance in your brain. Yes. Yes. This isn't this isn't
2: so, placating,
1: you know. No. So
2: I, I'm thankful. I'm thankful not just to her. I'm thankful to the people that were around me that day and, and in general. Um. When I ended up getting the medication, at first, it would make me feel better, but the side effects that I got from that, I stopped, I mean, I stopped taking the medication eventually because it made me gain weight. It made me um, break out. And, you know, as a teenager, you don't want to gain weight. You don't want to have pimples. Uh, I felt numb. That was one of the big symptoms. Like, I felt like I wasn't, like I was just lifeless, like, People, people would talk to me and it was just like I wasn't really there. Like I would do the things that I used to do before. I was just not really present. You know, I, I guess that would be a good word or way to describe it. Not present. Mm-hmm. And I ended up saying to myself, I'm like, you know what? I don't need this medication. I feel better. So I stopped taking the medication and eventually I relapsed again. And that happened up until I had um, I got pregnant. During the pregnancy, I was not able to take the medication because it would affect my son. But after giving birth, I had a life-altering decision to make, which was be a mom and take the medication, or breastfeed and not take the medication because the medication would would be passed down onto my son. And but then I if I were To not take the medication, I would not be able to parent my child because emotionally I was unstable. You know, the first two weeks of my child's life, I spent it away at a hospital, and you know, and my son was a newborn, so it was just the worst thing for me. You know, spending that time away from him, and and just it was terrible. So of course I'm like, you know what? I have to take this responsibly and say it's not just me anymore. So I ended up making the tough decision saying, you know what, I'm going to take my medication and be a mom, you know, because either way he's going to be fed, you know, formula feeding, bottle feeding, et cetera, you know. And I did that and things got better. Uh, I met my husband later, uh, two years later. I moved to Tennessee. uh, And that's when the coaching came along. I decided, you know what, why not help other people do the same? You know, I've transformed my life so much. And uh, I started writing in 2012 when I had my son to just release emotions. And it just transpired from there.
1: Well, I'm going to send you a hug. I really am. Especially for the first two weeks that you weren't with him. He will never remember that, mommy. You remember that. Oh, yeah but yeah. he is. and he never will. So, but it oh, is yeah. it's just, you know, mom to mom. It's just that mm-hmm. so hard. And I applaud you that you realized being a mom. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, breastfeeding is a wonderful thing and a wonderful way to bond. You can bond with your baby giving them that bottle of formula and looking into their eyes and holding their little fingers. So, I do. I applaud you for making that decision yourself because you know it kind of goes into the self-love and self-care you know people Mm -hmm. always think of self-care I'm going to get a manicure I'm going to get a pedicure sometimes self-care is saying it is okay to take these medications that are going to help me you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and people don't think of it that way really we don't we think that we're medicating ourselves and stuff like that but the reality is that medication enables you to coach to be a mom to be a partner to be a friend you you know yeah you know so i
2: mean i saw it as a hindrance i think i saw it as a not necessarily just a hindrance but something that was controlling me right or holding me back and and just that i i um i was i guess yeah, controlled by it. You know, I, I relied on this medication to keep me healthy, and now I accept the fact that you know what this medication has me, but it's not a hundred percent. The medication is twenty percent because the other eighty, I have to, to make percent, make sure I take this medication. I have to make make sure that I go to the doctors, that I take care of myself. But
1: here's the thing: you're just as dependent on food and water and fruits, and vegetables, and all of these other things, It mindset is everything. It really yes. is. And it's realizing the same way we take nutrients, the same way we take minerals, the same way we take things that are going to give our bodies and our brains the best shot that they have, mm-hmm. sometimes medications are part of it. And I think a lot of times we go into that stigma of mental mm-hmm. health, mental illness, you know, because it's it's the unseen thing. You're not walking around with a crutch. You're not walking around with your arm in a cast. This is going on mm-hmm. and, and people look at you and it's like, But you look fine. When people say things like that, it's it's you know, I just want to look at them. It's like, do you not understand that there are things yeah. sometimes that are not seen? And it's, Mm -hmm. it's amazing because again, I think, I think, and I mean, let's talk about this, about how mental health and sometimes that mental illness can stop you from accomplishing things and start interfering. What do you do with clients that are dealing with this?
2: I do what I do myself. Like there's days that I can't get out of bed and I just, you know, but when I have those days, like, that I just don't feel like getting out of bed or, or uh, wash – my thing is dishes. I cannot stand doing dishes, I'll be honest. But for me, is I choose not to do them. I heal because you need those moments to heal. Sometimes it's just your body asking you to just relax mm-hmm. and take that time for yourself because it's overstimulated. You know, and sometimes you just need to give yourself that space to say, you know what, I don't need to do anything right now. But when you do get out of bed or when you do brush your teeth or wash the dishes or whatever it is that you do, give yourself the credit because that's something we're
1: overlooking. I agree with you. And on that note, listen to what clifford just said about not giving ourselves the credit. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a moment here on Word of Mom Radio. She is brave. She is bold. She is you, and we want to tell your story. Are you ready to share your journey with us on Word of Mom Radio? Go to wordofmomradio.com and register as a guest. We want to tell your story because when you win, we
3: all win. or go to no such thing as a bully.com.
1: Don't let the name fool you. Stadiumbags.com is not just for sports fans. Our clear bags make it easier for you to get into any venue that you go to. And in today's world where we are so concerned about germs, the materials that our bags are made with are strong enough to stand up to the solvents that you can use to clean your bag so you know you come home safely. So check out stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we are the clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back here on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Christopher Alvarez about mental health and her mental health coaching and writing, which I think is just wonderful, because turning up what people consider a negative and what we often ourselves consider a negative into that positive reminds you you're not alone and that your experiences can help other people with theirs. I want to ask you, you know, how do we get this intervention and implementation and mental health in schools at earlier ages? Because my son is ADD and they immediately wanted him on medication. I said, look, I'll control him with diet. You control him with discipline. But I'm going to tell you now, if you're going to yell at him, he's not going to listen to you. You know, But if you tell him that what he's doing is really making you feel bad, it's hurting your heart, that will connect with him because he was always really mm-hmm. kind and really sweet. And that's how we did it. And he would go to friends' houses and they'd be like, do you want a soda? It's like, not unless you want to watch me bounce off walls, so I'll just have a cup of water. Because he knew in and in himself. And mm-hmm. you know where it's almost like you're looking at yourself from outside of yourself. And... And it's like, why am I doing this? But you can't stop. You know? Yeah. How do we, what do we do in schools? Especially now with everything going on in these. Yeah. times? now, how do we start addressing this with our kids at an earlier age? Well, I think just implementing it in general is very
2: important because starting at a young age, it helps uh, the youth in general just see that, you know, this is how I react to certain behaviors behaviors, or this is how I can um, de-escalate certain things instead of, you know, reacting to it certain, a certain way, you know, but at the same time, it also goes to the, the you know, the staff members. Um, and I think that a lot of the, the staff members also have to pay attention to certain behaviors because sometimes a lot of kids go to school and that's their safe haven. You know, that's their, besides a lot of kids, you know, go home and that's their stress, like in school is their stress-free zone. Sometimes just paying attention to these behaviors and saying, hey, is everything okay at home or? Um, what's going on, and, and just trying to get them to open up a little bit more, and building the rapport that um, these kids need, and building that relationship. But a lot of the teachers are overworked, and they don't have the the time, and uh, just time in general to build that rapport with each student. So it's, it's just harder. But yeah, just getting it's 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 a hard, you know. But I mean, yeah. for example, like I also workshops myself uh, that teaches. Teach and, I, and I volunteer sometimes, and I go to, like, schools and, and just talk to the students about uh, self-love or uh, learning to just delegate or to just uh, confidence building
1: and other things, you know? I think it's really important, you offering these workshops and things like this, because especially now, with everything that we've dealt with, with COVID, with the rash of violence in our schools and mm-hmm. our children seeing that the people who are supposed to be protecting them aren't. Yeah. You know that, that, you know, they're learning about the government. They're learning about these things. And, and it's like, I'm sorry. Any one child, I mean, mm-hmm. any one child's worth a hundred million guns, you know? And yeah. how do you, as a parent, address these things with your kids and the anxiety that mm-hmm. they are feeling and, And the pressure to succeed in school now and all of the things, I mean, there's just, it's, it's just crazy. So what do we do to help our kids with this?
2: I think it's just talking openly to our children and telling them that it's okay to be a little bit more vulnerable and just being open with their feelings. Because, you know, I grew up in a Hispanic household and it wasn't okay to be vulnerable. It wasn't okay to cry. You know, when we would cry, we were sent to our room or, you know, there you go again or it's not okay to show emotion. So, I guess having those talks with our children and sitting them down and saying, you know what, it is okay not to be okay. You know, and I think we've heard this a little bit more now in these few uh, last years, but it's, it's becoming more, you know, up and coming now because of
1: every situation going on. When my oldest went to kindergarten. I will never forget this. It was an amazing thing to me. One of the kindergarten teachers who was a man, which is always fun to have men that are teaching younger kids, but he got up mm-hmm. and was talking about, you know, hey, your kids, you know, come on, they're five. You know, they're big little kids now. They're five years old and everything. He said, think back to when your kids were babies and how old are they? They're four months old. They're six. He was like, your five-year-old is sixty months old they're yeah. babies they're still learning you know yes. they are not they have emotions you need to let them experience them when mm-hmm. you're frustrated when they need to cry when they need to be silly and things you need to remember this and I always joke you know because I just lost over the since June I've lost 42 pounds and I said you know I finally lost the last of my baby weight I mean, heck, my daughter's only, I don't know, 300 and something months old. You know, it took a while. Come on. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, yeah. You know? But it's just often as our kids get older, and I mean, they're still little, but, you know, come mm-hmm. on, you're, big, you're a big boy now. You're a big girl now. And they're really not. Yeah. And you know what it is, too? I think society, because we're
2: so, we compare a lot because you know uh if we have let's say a, uh, a friend that has a child that is similar in age we tend to compare them with their child you know oh but you should be doing this because they are doing that or you know or they go this, to the same school or you know and i think that that's something we should stop doing comparing our children to other children and and their their milestones because Every child is different. They're not going to do the same things. They're not going uh, to the, have the same milestones or, you know, same abilities or same talents, et cetera. So that's another thing, too.
1: It's the same thing with siblings. You know, my, my oh, yeah. oldest was speaking in six and seven word sentences at 16, 17 months old. It mm-hmm. was crazy and incredibly articulate. My middle son was speech delayed. So his little brother, Mm -hmm. first sentence he ever said, he was three and a half years old and was in school for Mm -hmm. over a year because I recognized that he was having a problem with speech. I knew his hearing was fine. So, Mm -hmm. you know, went, had him tested, and he was in school before he was three. And then my daughter was kind of a blend of the two. They're their own people. And and we we really, you know, I think it's great what you said because we have to stop comparing and we have to stop competing. Childhood's not a competition. It's a journey. Life's not a competition. It's a journey. It's it's funny what Word of Mom is all about because as women, we need to work together. We need to be empowered and encouraging and supporting each other, not biting each other down. I mean, I'll listen to women sometimes say things about another woman And it's just like, what are you saying? No, we have to lend the tree branch kind of thing, you know, and just lend a helping hand. Yeah. I have an issue. I was sitting with one of my childhood friends. And when I tell you she was beating herself up, oh, my word. Her daughter and I were all sitting there. And I just finally looked at her. I said, you know what? How dare you talk about my friend like that? My friend is this and this and this and this and this. So, I don't know how you've gotten this opinion of her, but I don't ever want to hear you talk about my friend like that again. And her daughter was like, yeah, I don't want to hear you talk about my mom like that. You know, because our (laughs) self-talk, think about it. I mean,
2: our self-induced negative, uh, negative thoughts. And we are our worst critic, to be honest, you know, and I was, it's, I, we, we all have this, you know, when, and I think a lot of people say that, you know, affirmations don't work. But it, if you think about it, the more you introduce positive
1: talk to yourself, the more it, it just, it attaches. Think about it. It is scientifically proven. If you speak mm-hmm. to your plants with mm. a voice, with a loving voice, with a loving tone, they respond. It's a plant. Imagine yes. how we would respond if we talked to ourselves like that. Exactly. You know, and remember that I can do this and it may not have been what I thought it was going to be, but it is what it is. I mean, that's, you know, life isn't exactly. always what we think it's going to be. No, and everything is on the other side of fear. Everything you want. So. Wow. That should be a meme. Everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yeah. Wow. I can't think of a better way to end this conversation, Clisper. That is something to really leave people with. I got to write that down. As we're wrapping up, what would you like to leave our listeners with and how can they reach out to you? Well, I think that, you know, a
2: lot of people tell me, you know, uh, I want to be a coach or I want to start a business, but I'm not confident enough. I'm not I don't have the materials or I don't uh, have the confidence or whatever it is. And my advice to them is just start, you know, you will never have enough of whatever it is, but you know what? All that comes later and you just have to believe enough in yourself to just go and put yourself out there. Right. So just start and just go for it. You know, like they say, just, you know, Nike, just do it.
1: There you go. How can people reach you, Clisfer? Uh, blue, like the color, g-r-e-i-s com. All of Clisfer's links will be live on our show page and at wordofmomradio.com. Reach out. Reach out. Make sure you're following her and get on that mailing list. You know? and, and Just you. remember that you're not alone. More than anything. You know, especially as moms, we really think that you know, we can't be sick. We can't take time. We have to. As we touched on really earlier, you know, briefly earlier, self-love, self-care. As the mom, you are the nucleus of that family. Everything that goes on in your children's lives, your partner's lives, everything revolves around you. So it's like when you're on that plane, you put your oxygen mask on Mm -hmm. first, And then you put it on your child or whomever it is you're caring for. It is the same thing in life, ladies. Take care of yourself. Because if you break your spirit and you deplete everything, how are you going to care for others? It's impossible. And then you just wind up going down that rabbit hole of beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. And that's why Clisfer Alvarez is out there. Thank you. Well, but it's true, you know, to help you find that inner strength, to regain that vitality, to remember that you can do this, you know, because with or without mental illness, sometimes getting out of bed is just a tough thing to do. When Mm -hmm. you couple it with that chemical imbalance, then you start beating yourself up because you can't get out of bed and you can't. As hard as it is, trust, trust the journey. So, Clisper, thank you for sharing your story with us. I so appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I mean, it was amazing to be here today. Thank you so much for your time, and just I appreciate you. Thank you. Right back at you. And for all of you tuning in, thanks for being with us. We're going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now. She is sure. She is sure. She
0: is strong. strong.